Log Talk Radio. Welcome, everybody, to the 110 Nation Sports Show. I am your host, Mr. CJ Sports, right here in the Carolina Sports Plus studio on the biggest show of the year. Glad to be sitting here with you guys. Glad to have this opportunity to – this night. Um, I, I think this is probably – the most work that I've put into a show, preparing for a show. Very excited um, not only to be able to jump on the topics we're going to jump on to tonight or the topics, but I'm very curious to hear who Mario has in his top ten and where they're going and who is drafting who. So very excited about this. I'm going to get him <clears throat> Get him in the studio here in just one second. Um, first things first, I want to make sure that um, – make sure you guys go over and check us out on Facebook, The 110 Nation Sports. Give us a like. Um, check us out on Twitter, at The 110 Nation. Uh, don't forget to subscribe and like our YouTube um, our YouTube channel. Uh, as a matter of fact, once we get done with this video, I have or this show, I have one more clip to add to a video that I've been making about behind the scenes on getting ready for this show. It'll be dropped tonight, and then we've been um, <clears throat> working on a whole new series that we'll be having come out every weekend. Um, behind the scenes of us making, building, and branding the 110 Nation. Um, looking forward to dropping it this weekend as well. And, of course, you can catch all the shows over there. Last night, the guys, the guys over there and lady, um, Taz, Chris, Craig, and Miss Lee had a phenomenal show, <clears throat> Race Chat Live, 8 o'clock right here on the 110 Nation Sports Radio Network. So make sure you guys check that out. Also, go over to www.the110nationsportsradionetwork.com to uh, catch all our shows. Um, if you happen to catch your podcast on iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, uh, YouTube, Spreaker, however you catch the show, um, if you go over to the www.the110nationsportsradionetwork.com, um, there's a tab 
and it'll take you straight there. You can follow it or just in your search bar, put the 110 Nation Sports Radio Network or even just the 110 Nation Sports. It'll take you there. Follow us. Catch all our shows over there. I want to thank all the new listeners and uh, all those that are making a return to the uh, show and to the network. Um, this last week um, has been a very uh, good week um, as uh, we're continuing to grow. It's a very good thing. So I want to thank everybody um, for doing so. I'm going to get Mario in here. Tonight's show, we are doing our pre-draft show. Um, what we're doing is we're going to um, give our top ten who we think uh, – who's getting drafted in the top ten, which teams. Um, and then Mario's going to talk a little bit about the Carolina Panthers and what they need or may draft. Um, kind of simplified for him is they got the number one draft pick, so it makes it a little bit easier for him tonight because one is right out the gate. Uh, I'm going to tell you what positions, but being how we traded away our first, second rounds, we don't even start picking until the 74th pick overall because of the Deshaun Watson deal, um, who's going to even know who's going to be there and still round three. So I'm going to talk about what we do need, and uh, we'll, we'll see what happens tomorrow night in the actual draft. Well, rounds one and two, we won't even see what Cleveland does until Friday, unfortunately. Um, I will be out at the Day Air Park Friday night catching my Dayton Dragons. Um, be looking forward to that. That'll be uh, <clears throat> part of the uh, behind-the-scenes stuff for making the 110 Nation because I'll be at the baseball field doing homework. Um, it'll be the second game of the year, so make sure you guys check that out. Let me go ahead and get Mario in the studio. we got a lot to jump into, a lot of research put into this show. Uh, so without further ado, I'm going to get him in here into the Carolina Sports Plus studio. Uh, Mario, how are you doing tonight? Let them know where they can find you, the website, the Facebook, and let's get into this. <laughs> Hey, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Glad to be on the show tonight. You can catch Carolina Sports Plus, our physical location at 1318 Highway 401 Business in Rayford, North Carolina. You can catch us on the web at carolinasportsplus.com and like us on Facebook and Instagram at Carolina Sports Plus. Oh, Lord, Mario. Um, a, lot of, a lot of effort was put into this show. Um very excited to be doing this tonight. Um, very curious. And once you all see my uh, <clears throat> video tonight that I put out um, about making the show, you'll, you'll, you'll hear me say that I'm very curious to see who you had, how close our list compared, and then I can't wait mm. for tomorrow night um, to see how that matches up. And I, I feel this is a big show. The wife's like, why do you keep calling this a big show? Um, we, we've, we've seen many, many fall to the side for how horrible the draft predictions are. Um, we, we've seen songs and, and videos making fun of Mel Kuyper and how far off he is on his draft predictions. Um, this is the most watched sport, um, at least in America. And, and so the draft and draft mock drafts and predictions are a very big thing. Um, and, and a big deal to a lot of people, and uh, uh, that's what draws a lot of people in. So looking forward to seeing how we did with this. Um, right out the gate, 
I, I think uh, I would be surprised if our um, our number one pick overall was not the same. Um, at the gate, I got Carolina taking um, Bryce Young, five foot ten, hundred ninety uh, pound quarterback out of Alabama. Um, I feel is undersized. Um, I'm not big on the, the short quarterbacks, first of all. Um, you, you've had the exceptions to the rule, your Drew Breeses and stuff, that have done well, but traditionally had not be able to see over that, that offensive line has never fared well for short quarterbacks. Um, and, and the 190 pounds, I like to see him put on a little bit more weight. Uh, but unfortunately for the Carolina Panthers, who desperately need a quarterback, um, I mean, you got Andy Dalton. Uh, he's kind of at this point a journeyman, a journeyman kind of quarterback, kind of like your Josh McCown. Is nothing really more than a backup quarterback. Had a few good years in Cincinnati, and I think he had a small little stretch in Dallas that he looked decent. Outside of that, um, Andy Andy Dalton's not really lived up to where the Bengals drafted him, and I, I think they unfortunately were kind of drawn into that smoke and mirror when you, when you talk about um, the Froghorns and the division they play in. Um, I, I, I don't know. I just when, – when you play weak teams, and even though you look good, it, it to me is kind of – kind of misleading uh you know it's like geno smith and the four thousand passing yards and a thousand rushing yards well he played for a no conference so of course he racked up all these touchdowns and and rushing yards and passing yards and everything else when you don't have a real com- real competitive conference it's going to look good um so um and, and, un- and fortunately for bryce young in a weak quarterback class, I, I don't. I, I would be shocked if more than two quarterbacks seem to get drafted in the first round. I think after you get past um, Bryce Young and C.J. Uh, Stroud, the the, uh, the quality or the expectations of the quarterbacks falls off dramatically. Um, he's going to end up being drafted number one in. The fact that Carolina is desperate for a quarterback and is going to be overpaid. Um, I, I don't think he deserves to be number one, number one overall pick pay. I, I think if Houston and Carolina were in the situation that, and I'll talk about who I feel would actually be the number one draft pick, probably the most talented player in the draft, but due to the fact that Carolina and I feel Houston, and there's a couple other teams, but are in desperate need of a quarterback. They're not going to get drafted number one um, or number two in my book. Um, it's going to be a it's going to be quarterbacks drafted one two. Uh, so he's going to be kind of prob, uh, uh, a product of that. Uh, four six eight, not very impressive. I feel that's very slow. As a matter of fact, he's like the second slowest in the top ten. That's even in prospects. Or no, that's uh, CJ Stroud. I'm sorry. Um, just not 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 impressive. I watched the video today. He didn't really outrun anybody. Um, he doesn't have a deep arm. Um, if they're by himself, he's accurate. Um, I didn't see really of any of his highlight reels too many passes that involved a defender being basically over the, all over the receiver. There were more wide open passes and short passes. Um, nothing deep, nothing that really stood out to me. Um, 
but he's got the mobility. He's not. He's faster than C.J. Stroud, um, and he's he's willing to be more mobile. He might not be the fastest quarterback out there, and there's slower ones in the draft, uh, but he's not the fastest quarterback out there, And but he's willing to be mobile. He, he'll get out of that pocket. He'll make plays happen. Um, and, and so I have him the best quarterback in this class, but the, to me this is a very weak class. Carolina is on the board. Who did you feel that Carolina was going to go with? Oh, well, we still – Carolina Panthers, I select the same pick as you, Bryce Young. Uh, I felt like he's a – He's the most ready as as a quarterback class. I know I know our head coach Frank, Frank Frank he likes the big he likes some big boys and big quarterbacks, you know, as far as uh, mm-hmm. Andrew Luck, Phillip Rivers, so you know, I kinda feel like he may he may have somebody else in mind, but as far as my pick, I, I would take Young out of Alabama. As he's uh he's been the best he's been the best college football quarterback the last two years so that definitely that definitely plays a a factor I think he's I think he's the day one starter I think Andy Dalton can lead him in the right direction as far as reads and things how the quarterback needs to be played in the NFL mm-hmm. so that's kind of a that's kind of a plus you know on the Carolina on the Carolina side I think they got a good I think they got a great coaching staff as far as, you know, teachers of the game who wants to be there. But uh, I'll take Young. I, I really was. I, I was on the C.J. Stroud train at the beginning, at the beginning, but the more I thought about it, the more the more I start to turn. Uh, Richardson out of Florida, I think he's not ready. And I, and I think that – in Carolina, I think we need a quarterback that's ready to go. And and from them jumping and giving away DJ Moore, I feel like Young is the pick. So I choose Young just like you did. Now, uh, talk about the other quarterbacks and the, the Will Levi out of Kentucky. He kind of reminds me more of a um, – and I just had his Manziel, or more of a. There was another quarterback in the, in the kind of the same boat as Manziel. That's what I visualize. I don't. I don't visualize him being ready to lead a team. And I just feel that the cockiness about him and his physique mm. and everything. I, I just don't. But another point when we're talking about Bryce Young and, and C.J. Stroud as well. To me, it's really hard, and I think this is why we see a lot of SEC and Big Ten quarterbacks get drafted early on and Mm -hmm. not fare well. It's because, of course, they're going to look good, just like your Justin Fields, just like your JT Barrett, just like um, Mm – other Alabama Alabama quarterbacks, they look good, but when you come from a program like Ohio State and Alabama where you're getting five-star recruits, so you're getting the best offensive line that college has to offer, so your quarterback's not getting hit all the time and has time to be in the pocket, or when your five-stars recruits are bringing in your wide receivers like your um, Harrison and Najuku and – I top of my head. I know, I know we got two Alabama receivers. I think play for the same team right now off the top of my head. I can't think of it. Um, 
So it's easy when you have the five-star recruit receivers to throw the ball to or when you're able to have your um, Elliots and these running backs um, that Ohio State and Alabama are are able to recruit five-star-wise to to have a dual threat to make the quarterback's life easier. It makes it hard to judge on how good these quarterbacks really are, especially when you talk programs like Alabama and Ohio State. Uh, and I'm a, I'm a Buckeye. Um, and so I never, especially when they talk about a draft, I can't think of an Ohio State quarterback that's actually done anything in the NFL. I really had to do research excuse me, to think of a quarterback from Ohio State that if and when ever did good. And they look phenomenal playing for Ohio State, but when you have the best offensive line, the best receivers, the best running backs, and not to even count the defense, playing for the best coaches in all of college football, you're going to look good. Um, But that brings me to the number two pick, Houston Texans. I have them taking C.J. Stroud. Um, 6'3", 218 pound, um, great size quarterback, um, was the second slowest quarterback um, when it came to his four, um, his, I think it was like a 4'8", uh, out of the top 10 even prospected quarterbacks, um, where things are different for me when it comes to Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud actually has an arm um, through a lot of deep passes and was very mm-hmm. accurate. A lot of these times that these receivers were catching the ball, they were the, – the, the defense was on them. Um, they were shadowed very closely. Um, it was very impressive to um, be able to watch every Saturday, watch C.J. Stroud just put these passes where only the receiver could get to them. Um, while the receivers are being challenged, and especially the deep balls. Um, But also that comes with uh, the lack of mobility. Um, C.J. Stroud does not do a lot of moving around. Um, Is not a very mobile quarterback. Um, Doesn't have a lot of speed. And there's just something about his release. There. Um, it, it's kind of a delayed, kind of weird release, um, which kind of offsets the timing at times. Um, uh, that's something that he needs to work on. But I have um, C.J. Stroud going to Houston, the number two pick. Who would you go with in the uh, number two pick? I've got, also got C.J. Stroud with the number two pick. Like you said, he can, he can, he can make all the NFL throws. He got a bigger arm than Young. Mm-hmm. I think I think uh, Will Levi got the biggest arm out of all the out, out of all the quarterbacks. Maybe Richardson between them two, but I would definitely take C.J. Stroud. I think he's I think he can come into Houston and, and definitely start or give Mills a competition for a day one starter. But I don't, I don't see them drafting drafting him and making him sit on the bench. You know what I mean? So I would definitely. Yeah. Like you, like you said, I'll take C.J. Stroud as well. Number three, Arizona, you're now on the uh, clock. I went with them drafting Willie Anderson, also out of Alabama, 6'4", 243-pound defensive end slash um, outside linebacker, runs a 4.51, fast off the edge, um, strong and excellent tackler. 
this actually, to me, might be the best player in this draft. Um, unfortunately for him, he will not get number one overall pick money because even though he, in my opinion, might be the best player coming out of this draft, that's not what Houston and uh, Carolina are in desperate need of, or at least they're more of a need of a quarterback. They're going to take that quarterback position and try to rebuild their teams and work on the future. Luckily for Arizona, that gives them an opportunity for me, uh, who I think is the best player in the uh, in the draft. Um, even though double teamed, um, he was still able able to produce. Um, I feel he needs to put on a little size. Um, I, I'd like to see a 10 to 12. I'd like to see him a 250 or so uh, of muscle. Um, the NFL players are bigger and stronger than what he was playing against. Um, we'll need to work on coverage, um, as Alabama didn't require him to do a lot of coverage, um, tight ends or anything, so that, that is something he will have to adjust to. Um, just want to see him put on just a little bit more size, work on coverage. But outside of that, I think that will be a phenomenal addition to the Arizona defense, especially with um, J.J. Watts being gone. And uh, the Arizona obviously is going to um, – need defensively to step up, um, especially with the uh, roller coaster ride of uh, what is known as Kyler Murray. Who'd you take in the number three spot? Well, so far, it's three for three. I also got Willie Anderson <laughs> from Alabama. Like you said, I think he's I think he's too talented to pass pass on right now as a pass rusher. I think he is definitely one. He's one of the top two overall top talents to me. To me in the, in the draft, so uh, Arizona Cardinals Willie Anderson, and uh, I think, like you said, I think he does have to put on a little bit more weight. He didn't he didn't have to do pass coverage, so that's something he also gonna have to work on. But uh, I couldn't pass him up. He's too talented. So uh, with Arizona, I got Willie Anderson as well. I think those three might have been a, a, a little easier to line up. I think from this mm. point forward, things might start yeah. to shift a little bit. Um, I got yes, Indianapolis at number four on the clock. Um, I went with Paris Johnson out of Ohio State, offensive tackle, guard, slash guard. He's played both. Um, 6'6", 310. That is a man's man to be on the offensive line. Um, Indy, obviously – Need somebody to protect the quarterbacks with uh, the only two quarterbacks I feel felt were top ten and probably even first round quality off the clock um, that uh, they they would need to go ahead and either draft somebody to protect what they have in uh, Minshew and Foles or go ahead and start improving their offensive line and get the best talent that is up next and so that they have an offensive line to protect who they draft moving forward. Um, I I think at this point, especially if you're not taking a quarterback and um, that is left on the board, then you're not taking a quarterback until next year. So you might as well work on building an offensive line and see what comes out next year. We'll need to work on lower body strength and hand speed, um, but we'll be a great addition to that line. Um, I feel this is a – and having the opportunity to see him every Saturday and protect um, 
CJ Stroud. Um, that that was that was an amazing thing. It was great to watch. And what was even better about it is the fact that when I brought up the fact that CJ Stroud is the second slowest top 10 quarterback prospect. We're going to talk about all the players that he's slower than. Um, and not a very mobile quarterback when you have somebody like Paris Johnson on the offensive line. A man's man, 6'6", 310 pounds. Um, it makes it where we don't have to worry about C.J. Stroud having to run around and worry um, and not being sacked and worry for his life. So I think this would be a great piece either to do help I think Nick Foles on the I would like to say on the more of his back so of his career um, or Minshew whoever gets the starting role this year uh, Minshew I, I don't I don't see him being a, a good I don't think he's a starter I think he's a great backup I don't think that mm. you, you had moments and, and you had the whole mustache thing and everything it was great. Um, but I also think that's like the Tim Tebow thing. We realistically, I don't think Tim Tebow was ever going to be a starting quarterback, but would have been a great uh, a great backup. Um, someone that would have been, you know, faithful to the team, would have been a hard worker, would have been ready to go in the field, and would have kind of been a, a veteran inspiration and mentor in the in inside the club. Um, I think Minshew would be that kind of player where a great backup would be a great asset to develop and help develop uh, a drafted quarterback. Um, we'll see if things went different for us. Who did you uh, have at the number four pick? This where get this where we shook it up at right here. I got the <laughs> quarterback from Kentucky. Levis off the board. Yeah, I know it's kind of. I know it's kind of early. I know it's kind of early. I think. I think he kind of fits. I think he kind of fits the culture in Indy. You know what I mean? I know he's not. I know he's not a finished product, but I think I think the coach owner is always in the gambling. So I think I think he's gonna make the move and go ahead and get the board from Kentucky. Like I say, he got a big arm, not a finished product, and uh, the quarterbacks on their current roster. You know what I mean? I, I don't think I don't think they're gonna be there too much longer. So uh, I went with Will Levis out of Kentucky. All right, I wrote, I wrote you down. I'm gonna keep track, and then tomorrow night uh, yeah, um, we're gonna yeah, see who the top yeah, ten yeah. is. I want to see. I want to see how we fare out on all this. Uh, mm-hmm. Not only as a whole, but the ones we have differently. I want to see how close um, we are, and if we was, either one was even on there. Um, mm-hmm. This one, this one might be a. a, a, a I same one here. I, I feel across the board in most of the research, I feel that a lot of people felt Seattle was going to go in this direction. The number five pick, I have him picking Jalen Carter, defensive tackle out of Georgia, uh, 6'3", 300 pounds, ran the 4'8". Um, after coming off uh, a measly 57 sold, uh, imagine this, Seattle. Had a measly 57 solo tackles and just seven sacks last season. This has got to be a key a key point um, and where and a key focus. I guess is a better word I'm looking for where Seattle needs to go to 
make that defense relevant. Um, Geno Smith stepped up this last season. I, I never thought it was going to happen. Um, and, and proved that he was worth uh, having an opportunity to be the starting con- uh, starting quarterback and have a contract for it. Now you need to make sure that defense steps up and, and helps out. Um, I, there, there's no doubt in my mind, Geno Smith will never be thrown in the top 10 or 15 in any season conversation. Definitely in the top 10. So your defense is going to have to do its part if you're you're expecting or wanting to go back to the playoffs or or go deep into the playoffs. Um, defense, credibly, uh, he's got an incredible first step, quickness, um, which got him in the backfield. I watched a lot of video of him today. I was very impressed with that. Um, he will end up drawing two uh, two blockers. Um, or cause uh, QBs to have long days. Um, so you, either someone's going to have to help out and, and to block Jalen Carter, or these these quarterbacks are going to be miserable, especially those playing out there in the NFC West, where they got to see him twice uh, twice a year, every year. Um, that's where I feel Seattle is going with the number five pick. Where did you go, uh, Mario? I also want Carter as well, but. Uh... I think he's the best defensive tackle prospect. So, uh, as just like you did, I went with Jalen Carter. He has he has a lot of off the field questions, you know what I mean, about what he got going on. But I yeah. think I think just how Seattle fits the culture, the coaching staff, yeah. the organization. I think that's a good organization that can that that would treat him right, and he's gonna go down the right path. But I got Carter as well. Um, yeah, I, I, I know there's a off field. I, I think the GM and them feel confident that uh, those are behind him. Uh, but, yeah, I watched uh, I watched a lot of video. Um, another one, my next one, I was very impressed. I was like, oh, my God, um, the next one coming off this board. But I watched uh, a lot of video of Jalen Carter and um, – not being an SEC man, there's a, there's a lot of video and a lot of things I don't watch traditionally. Uh, most of the time, if I'm going to watch it, it's doing stuff for a show like tonight, um, tonight's show. Um, so I, I didn't get to see a lot of what Carter was able to do um, and what the fuss and, and all the hype was about. Um, but after watching the video, I was very impressed with what I've seen um, out of Jalen Carter. But not as not quite as much. But the needs were different, um, quite as much as who I have number six. I watched uh, watched a lot of video on Illinois's um, Devin uh, Witherspoon. Very impressed. Cornerback, four uh, ran a four point oh six foot tall, hundred eighty. I'd like to see a little bit more weight on him. Um, kind of on the uh, on the on the smaller side. Um, I watched him lay out some running backs. I watched him lay out some quarterbacks. I think the size would be necessary if you're going to lay out some tight ends. Um, And if you start being part of blitz packages, you might need a little bit more size than that 180-pound frame that you got um, to shred off Mm -hmm. off offensive linemen if you're going to be part of the – the blitz package, but fast, hard-hitting, electrifying quarter, uh, cornerback. And um, Detroit obviously needs some uh, some pieces back there to help improve their defense. But uh, um, I, I, I don't think I've seen 
anybody put um, wide receivers and running backs on their back as much as when I watched his highlights, watched different videos of him playing. Um, I was like, oh my God, where, where's, why did Ohio State not have this dude on his mm-hmm. on their um, roster? Um, who do you got at the number six spot? In the number six spot, I got the Lions taking Brian Breesey out of Clemson. Defensive defensive tackle. I know he don't have a lot of big plays as far as production wise, but I think the Detroit Lions, you know, they're real close to doing something real big. But but they need help on defense to help out to help out Hutchinson. From last year, he had a good year just to try to free him up a little bit more. But I think I think the Lions go defensive tackle out of Clemson. Brian You know, and, and as we get rolling, get red rolling number seven, I will let the cat out of the bag that I did not have a single running back and I did not have a single wide receiver in my top ten, which after I got done doing it, I was really surprised that there was maybe not so much the running back because, of course, the league has kind of uh, shifted away from the whole run thing. Um, you have a the, the few exceptions in the league to the rules, such as Nick Chubb and um, Sequoia and Barkley and a handful of actual uh, other running backs out there. But for the most part, this is a very pass-dominant or read-option-dominant league. So to not have running backs, at least even in the top ten, it was really not a shocker, but a wide receiver, especially over the last few years where we've had um, receivers go in the first round in the top ten, Jamar Chase, just one of them. Um, it was kind of uh, kind of surprising we didn't have wide, I didn't have a wide receiver in my top ten. Uh, moving on to the seventh pick, I have the Las Vegas Raiders taking Peter Skoronsky, offensive tackle out of Northwestern, six foot four, three hundred and fifteen pound uh, man with the best um, offensive tackle off the board already. Um, the Raiders adding with the, with the Raiders adding. A fragile Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, I swear that dude is made of glass. Um, the, sp- the second best offensive tackle on the board, I feel, is a necessity. Um, the only way they're going to make it through the season or even have a chance of having Jimmy play a complete se- season is you're going to have to block. You're going to have to have one of the best offensive lines you can possibly assemble in order to uh, – have a prayer that you're not going to have him out. I don't even know if he's ever completed a complete season. Um, with uh, excellent body control and hand-feet coordination and battle-tested, because uh, playing in the Big Ten, you're going to play just like playing in the SEC. I feel those two, when it comes to the football side of the house, you get a little bit closer to battle-tested to the NFL than a lot of other divisions. You're playing a bunch of grown grown college Men, um, I don't want to say men, men, because you're still barely 20 years mm. old. But um, you're playing some grown, you're playing some grown men, uh, boy, man, or whatever we're gonna call them. Um, 
is a perfect fit, um, has lower body flexibility and great leverage, which will be needed to help uh, keep Garoppolo on the field. We'll need to work on arm strength because if he can't protect Garoppolo, they're, uh, he's kind of useless, um, just about as useless as a uh, screen door in a submarine. Um, but I feel that uh, Skronsky out of Northwestern is a good fit to help keep Garoppolo on the field. I feel if you if you I I don't I for lack of I dig into the research what the 49ers um, or anybody before if they put a lot of focus into the offensive line. But I feel if you're going to be willing to sign Garoppolo, especially to the money you sign him to, you also need to invest as much money as you can into an offensive line and get the best offensive line you can possibly get. Because if you cannot protect him, he is not going to make it, and he's not going to be worth the money you spent. Mario, number seven, where you at? Ooh, this is where I get uh, at number seven. I got edge rusher Tyree Wilson out of Texas Tech. I think I think they need they need edge edge rusher help. So I went I, I went I went there. He he has long arms. He can make plays. He can make plays all on the defensive line. So I went so I went Tyree Wilson out of Texas Tech. He has red traits, so uh, that's who I went with. Gotcha. Um, next on the board, I mean, a good size, Tyree Wilson, 6'6", 270, ran a 4'76". Um, definitely, uh, definitely a big boy. Um, definitely, uh, closer to that man's man, um, that six foot. That's, that's, that's a lot of height there. Um, probably could use probably five to 10 pounds. I don't know, 270. I weigh, I weigh 290 and I'm barely six foot tall. So I'm just, I'm trying to visualize what 6'6 six, six and 270 looks like. It sounds kind of on the thinner side, but I say that until I look at somebody um, in the face that is uh six, six, 270. I probably want to say it. Um, number eight on my board, I got the Atlanta Falcons um, taking Luca Van Ness. Defensive end out of Iowa, 6'5", 275 pounds, four, ran a 4.77. Um, they'll be looking to add, Atlanta will be looking to add a solid, strong body to complement Grady Jarrett, who draws a lot of double teams. Other than a lack of balance, Ness will be um, the best piece is the best piece suited to play in the defense and give Atlanta um, a chance to finally reach. Um, Finally, get to the quarterback. Um, uh, getting to the quarterback has been a kind of a task, and has been a lack of um, in Atlanta. So this will give them an opportunity um, to either pull the cover, help pull some of the double coverage off, um, mm-hmm. Grady Jarrett, or if they continue to double team him if he plays um, to what a top eight player should play, that should open the doors of opportunity for him to really cause havoc in the backfield, get sacks, put the, uh, stop the running game. Um, so that's where I went with number the number eight pick. Yeah. Mm. My number eight pick, I also went defensive lineman. I went with Miles Murphy out of Clemson. You know, uh, Atlanta has has the worst NFL pass rush in the league, so I, I think he's not as talented as as Anderson or Wilson. But but I, I definitely think he's a top ten pick. 
and he can play. He can play defensive tackle and defensive end. So for the Atlanta Falcons, for Atlanta Falcons, I want Miles Murphy out of Clemson. Miles Murphy, I just had him pulled up. Six foot five, two hundred seventy-five, ran a four-seven-one. Um, I like that. Um, I think I had end up having him fall right outside my top ten um, overall um, as I picked uh, Willie Anderson. And uh, I might have been on the only uh, defensive actual end that I picked in my top ten um, mm. due to what I feel teams were going with. Uh, so good pick. Um, I, I like uh, the Miles Murphy uh, pick there. And I think could do uh, good things for Atlanta, as obviously I went the other direction with it, um, with Ness, but same position as obviously mm-hmm. there's there's a strong need for that for the uh, Atlanta Falcons. Uh, number nine, I got the Chicago Bears drafting Broderick Jones, offensive tackle, six foot mm. four, three hundred ten pounds, out of Georgia. Um, at the end of the day, you you got to give Justin Fields times. Um, he should not have to be running as much as had he obviously the second year was a much better year, but that involved mm-hmm. a lot of legwork with it. And if we have not seen anything else, we have seen that those that have to run the ball all the time end up usually having a shortened career. Um, they got to give him time in the field or in the backfield, um, in the pocket, I guess is the better word I'm looking for. Um, not, not that I'm saying that he is this phenomenal Tom Brady type quarterback. Um, I watched him play for Ohio State, um, transferred from Georgia, um, has a nice arm. Um, you, if you, if we we can get the production out of out of what we got out of them at Ohio State, I think Atlanta can scheme get the. Or I'm, I'm sorry, Chicago can scheme get the right uh, pieces to go around him uh, to make him a very productive and good quarterback. And now that Aaron Rodgers is gone um, out of Green Bay, um, Minnesota kind of rides that whole roller coaster ride. You never know, and, and Detroit is kind of always Detroit, you have an opportunity. If you can keep your quarterback protected and you can have a dual threat, a legitimate dual threat, not him throw the ball some and have to run all the other rest of the time, mm. you you could take this north. There, there, there's no reason that, especially now, and not that saying Aaron Rodgers being there was really much of a threat last year because they were, what, 8-9. and nine. Um, But you have a better, mm. better chance, and I, I feel that you have a great opportunity if you can get out of Justin Fields that way Ohio State got out of Justin Fields, you should be able to take that north. Who did you take or have go at the nine spot? At the nine spot, I got offensive offensive tackle peak Peter Kuniski out of Northwestern. Just like you said, I think I think it's time for uh, for him to protect Fields. You know, if they if they really invested in him like they did. With trading, getting him a wide receiver, you got you got to, you got to get somebody on that line that's gonna protect him. You know he can he he's he's one of the best offensive tackles in the country. He can play four different spots on the offensive line, which is which is very big because you can plug him in anywhere. Super tech mm-hmm. field. So with the number the number nine pick also went with the offensive lineman. Um, I would say I feel it's a good pick. Um, 
Mm-hmm. Even though you got him later than I did, I, we both still have him top mm-hmm. ten. Um, we both like um, the the young boy out of uh, Peter Skinkansky, however you say it, out of Northwestern. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I like that as well. And we both agree you, you got to protect Justin Fields. Um, yeah. You know, and that kind of brings that kind of circles all the way back around what I talked about with C.J. Stroud and uh, Bryce Young, and really any quarterback out of Ohio State, out of him. If you have the best of the best, if you have a legit offensive line like these colleges both do, you get the best out of your quarterback, and that's why sometimes to me it's hard to judge, and that's why we really don't have any quarterbacks that come out of these colleges that traditionally do well in the NFL because they get drafted so high, there's so much expected out of these quarterbacks, out of these colleges, because they look mm-hmm. so good. But that's because you have the best offensive line that college can get. You have the best receivers that the college can get. you got a running back that's legit. Makes your life a lot easier. Makes you look good. Um, and so um, – that kind of goes back to the Justin Fields. You put an offensive line that the best you could get, you're going to get productivity at them. You're going to get results. You've got to protect them. Um, number 10 mm. on the board, I have the Philadelphia Eagles. And it was, this was another one that I really enjoyed. A lot of interceptions. Um, enjoyed watching. And if I'm not mistaken, he might have burnt Ohio State when they played us the year before, if I remember correctly. Um, but uh, a lot of interceptions, uh, a lot of good hits, a lot of, um, excuse me, good coverage. And that's Christian Gonzalez mm-hmm. out of Oregon. Um, the cornerback, 6'2", 200 pounds, runs a 445. Um, the Eagles uh, secondary is getting old. Um, there's a lot of money mm-hmm. spent there. Um, it's time to get a young, um, a young explosive cornerback especially on a rookie contract that kind of changes things. It's kind of what saved you um, and helped you have this run with your defense. Um, you, you have a quarterback on now that has a five-year extension. So, first of all, you need good quality players that are on um, contracts that – on rookie contracts that you're going to be able to get cheap. But when you overpay and you pay $255 million for a quarterback that only averages 175 yards a game, less than one passing mm-hmm. touchdown – a game um, and have 77 sacks in three, what, three seasons, uh, your defense is going to have to bail them out. And you go to www.the110nationsportsradionetwork, click at the top of the blog. I'll talk. I did a blog, 255, uh, 255 million reasons how the Eagles and Hurst screwed the rest of the NFL. Now the bar has been set. Now, now, Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert are all sitting pretty. Now you have leverage. You're going to tell me someone that only averages 175 yards a game, someone that doesn't even average but less than one passing touchdown uh, a game in in his three seasons, has been sacked 77 times, is worth $179 million guaranteed, $255 million contract. That's that's so – but just go check that out. Um, And I, I break down those things. 
But uh, the Eagles defense obviously needs to get younger, get needs to get cheaper so they can continue to, one, improve their defense, but also help make sure that they can protect their quarterback. Um, has a lot of natural talent, but needs to work on the technical stuff. He's very aggressive. I didn't, in all the videos that I watched, I hardly ever seen him get burnt. Um, just love the energy on the field and will be good for the Philadelphia Eagles. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. We both we both went the same direction, just different players. I went with De- Devin Weatherspoon out of Illinois. I think and you ain't like got you, tell, you ain't got to tell me nothing about Witherspoon because I I'd be a hundred percent honest. That's probably my favorite player coming out of the draft. I had, I had to watch the video and the highlights twice. Like I wow. Mm-hmm. But go ahead. What what you yeah. want to say about him that I don't know? Uh, yeah. I, I uh, want to say, you know, with, with uh, Bradbury to be a free agent at the end of this year and Derek Slay turned 32, uh, I think the Eagles would be wise to put a talented corner in, in, you know what I mean, in that room with them. I think he's one of the top corners in this class. Last year he only allowed 206, 206 yards on 63 targets to go along with three interceptions. So that's, that's good money for Philadelphia, but he is a – Top ten talent. That's who I got. Definitely, uh, I, we we didn't agree with. I don't even know if we even agreed with half the picks. You got one, two, three, four, so four. We only agreed with four out of ten, but I think all mm. of them we went the same direction. That was a match. That yeah. was a match. That was a match. The only one was different that we didn't – there was two of them. We didn't go in the same position, and that was with Detroit. I went cornerback. That's when I went with Witherspoon. You went with uh, defensive tackle with Brees. And then the, uh, mm-hmm. the Raiders, I went offensive tackle. You went defensive end. Um, but yeah. eight out of ten, we still had the same position. So, um, obviously, this will be interesting for us um, tomorrow to see how the draft plays out and uh, how close we were, not only names, but also positions as well. Um, we got one more round of business before we start getting things uh, wrapped up, um, and that's our teams. Now, uh, yours was probably – you're probably going to have a little bit more of an answer to yours than mine, um, just for the fact that yeah. – and I didn't realize that or think about this when I, when I threw this out that we were going to do this uh, – for the fact that we gave up our first and second rounds to the Texans for Deshaun Watson. Um, so we have the in round three we got the 74th and 98th overall pick. Round four we got the 111th, 126th, and then we got two in the fifth, two, uh, one in the sixth, and one in the seventh. Um, I know for the Browns the the key uh, focus needs to be the middle. Um, the defensive tackles, your middle linebackers, we got ran all over. Our secondary mm. is good. Um, our defensive end, especially with Miles Garrett, now we don't have um, Cloney no more, but I think we added another piece. Um, so our our ends were good. The middle of the field, they, they ran on us all day long. That's where we need to focus. Now the downside is our first pick is not until number 74. So unless they decide to either trade a player or trade a couple picks to move up a pick, we're not going to have a lot to pick from when we talk about the 74th overall pick. 
Um, I would almost uh, rather the Browns look into trading away some of their picks for draft picks in another year. Um, yeah. I don't know if anybody that late in the draft is looking for anything and really want to move up to trade away anything. Um, what the Browns do draft, I, I need it to be on the defensive side. Um, and it needs to be like the defensive tackles and, and um, the middle linebacker and the linebacker position. That's what we need to focus on. Um, if you draft anything else, maybe you you happen to get a diamond in the rough wide receiver that – the uncertainty of Amari Cooper and if he's going to resign after this year as his contract's going to be up, that's a possibility. Outside of that, um, if there's a quarterback in the third round that's any good for a possible backup, I think we're good with the Deshaun for the next five years. I think it's what the contract's for. I don't see him going anywhere. I don't think anything changing. So you don't need anybody that you're going to have to pay first round, second round. Um, but you, it would be nice to, one, have a, a quarterback a backup quarterback, at least, if not second string, third string, that you drafted and you've homegrown, but also that gives, if you, you hit that right one and they have a good four or five years behind Deshaun Watson and in the system to be groomed, who knows when it's their time to step up, just like we watch Aaron Rodgers um, step up behind Brett Favre after all those years, um, and Tom Brady stepping up behind Drew Brees, um, you you might get lucky and you might find that one and had had not had to pay an arm and a leg to hold on to him to find out. Um, Carolina, obviously the first one's off the board. You kind of get lucky with that one. And um, Bryce Young takes you off the the board um, with the first pick. Where does Carolina need to go? Um, what they what do they need to pick? And if you know off the top of your head, what draft picks like they even if you don't know the exact overall, what yeah if they got how many in the second round, how many in the third round? Um, oh, yeah, what you yeah, got yeah. on the Carolina Panthers? Uh, right now, the Carolina Panthers got six picks in this draft. We go course round course with the first pick. We got round two, thirty ninth pick. We got. Round three, round two, and round four, and one in round five. But I think we got to really focus on uh, wide receiver. You got to match. You got to give uh, young somebody to throw to, you know, on a good contract. You know, let them build that chemistry because our wide receiver core is kind of thin with no, with no, I wouldn't say with no talent, but we really need somebody to go with, go with young. And we also need a, a edge rusher to go with, to go with Burns on the other side. Uh, that's that's much needed. We also need a inside inside linebacker. Even though Thompson is coming back, he's kind of he's getting older. Louvay's playing real good, so that's that's a bright spot. But we we definitely need an inside linebacker to go with Burns. So I kind I kind of feel like they're gonna be really focusing there. Uh, our tight end, what else you signing? First from from Cincinnati kind of helps us out too, so we really don't have to really focus there right now. But I would definitely focus on wide receiver, uh, edge rusher, uh, and a middle line middle linebacker. And lastly, I would, would do a kind of a swing tight end if possible, if if he's there. But I definitely need a wide receiver and edge rusher. 
Not bad, not bad. Um, definitely be looking forward to tomorrow night um, as round one of the NFL draft will uh, begin. So we'll watch and see how that goes. Um, it's it's amazing how quick uh, an hour goes by. Phenomenal, mm-hmm. phenomenal, phenomenal show. Uh, once again, I want to thank everybody that is uh, um, tuned in. Um, those that have returned back, I want to thank you. Um, the network as a whole is uh, um, seeing a, a nice swing in the upside, and we want to continue that. Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe, especially subscribe our YouTube channel, the 110 Nation Sports. Just look it up. Um, after the after I get done off the show, I will put the final clip together and uh we'll have uh behind the scenes of me making working on behind the scenes of making preparing for this episode and then uh this weekend either saturday or sunday probably saturday i'll be putting out uh a week a weekly video probably on saturdays about us behind the scenes uh building making and branding the 110 nation um, so looking forward to that as well. Don't forget, you guys can catch us over at www.the110nationsportsradionetwork.com uh, for all the uh, latest shows, blogs, marketing, uh, uh, show schedules, and all that. Um, and also, you can click on the tabs. I know most people catch, like this morning, I listen to Race, uh, Race Chat Live, which is on here Tuesday nights, 8 o'clock. Um, on the 110 Nation Sports Radio Network. Um, I listened to it on the iHeartRadio app. I had my uh, beats in and I uh, was in the cooler. So I caught that this morning, listened to them. But uh, if you catch it on iHeart, Spotify, iTunes, Spreaker, Podchase, Podcast Addicts, YouTube, whatever the case may be, you can click on the tab. It'll take you there. Um, just follow it, or you can just go into those apps and just uh, in the search bar put the 110 Nation. Um, and find us there. But make sure you guys subscribe to our YouTube page as uh, we're working real hard to uh, um, expand that and grow that as well. Uh, don't forget, 8 o'clock Tuesday nights right here on the 110 Nation Sports Radio Network, Race Chat Live. We will be back here 8 o'clock next Wednesday night. We are going to do a post um, draft show, talk about who did get drafted in the top 10, how our teams did, how how close we were to what actually happened. Mario, before we get out of here, let them know where they can find Carolina Sports Plus physically, Facebook, website, and all the all the whatnots. Yes, yes. Uh, first off, let me give a shout-out to Angel Munoz and uh, Burgess Boxing out of Spring Lake. He get His next fight is May 20th in Charlotte. He's our Fond Carolina Sports Plus sponsored boxer. He's doing great things. He's currently 2-0, moving to 3-0, so definitely check him out. Uh, you can catch us in store at 1318 Highway 401 Business in Rayford, North Carolina. You can catch us online at carolinasportsplus.com. You can catch us on Facebook and Instagram on Carolina Sports Plus. We're doing great things. We've got plenty of good raffles. If you're in the Fayetteville area, check us out at the Dogwood Festival this weekend. We've got some great merchandise. We've got some good things going on. But uh, it was a great show, and uh, we're going to see how the draft goes tomorrow. 
Yes, we will. I kind of miss the uh, Dogwood Festival days down there in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Make sure you guys uh, go check uh, Mario out there. You guys will have a great time. Don't forget, you can like us on Facebook. We are one like away from 1,600. Somebody, please listen to the show. Go like us on Facebook, the 110 Nation Sports, so we can hit 1,600. You can also uh, hit up my fan page, Mr. CJ Sports. You guys can like, uh, follow us on Twitter, at the 110 Nation, or you can follow me, at Mr. CJ Sports. Next uh, Wednesday night, right here, Carolina Sports Plus Studio, 8 o'clock, 110 Nation Sports Show. Until next time. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.